Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my co-host and husband Jeremy and today we're doing a very special episode just us two. I'm going to let Jeremy tell you all about it but we really hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in once again. I thought about recording this episode a couple of weeks ago um, just to share why we are deciding to maybe live a life that doesn't, that doesn't fit into the standard like into the norm of like what should be a normal life for a couple in the young 30s um rosie doesn't know exactly what i want to talk about (laughs) Uh, but we're gonna bounce back it's it's gonna be an interesting conversation um because i think it's a topic that i'm really interested about Uh, i feel basically that so many people live their lives as a passenger um, they're not fully in control of the lives uh, and that's just an illusion I think that's just a story but that's how I think a lot of people feel and when they get old they realize that maybe they should have done more mm. they have some regrets and I don't want to live like that <laughs> uh, I want to be in charge of my life I want to do things that makes me happy I want to avoid having regrets you know when i will be 50 60 70 and i won't be able to do that much i don't want to be one of those persons saying i wish i would have done now when i was younger or things like that i i I want to have a happy fulfilled life and on my own terms in a sense do you know what i mean yeah i also I completely agree, but I also think that a lot of what we think is the normal life is due to our culture and our upbringing. So, like, especially in Europe, I don't really know particularly about the rest of the world, but especially for us, it's kind of like, okay, you grow up, you go to university, you get a degree, you work a job, you get married, you have kids, and then you retire at 60, 65, and then you can travel and enjoy your life. And I think that's very much the narrative that we're told as kids and growing up you know from a young age what you want to do when you're older and you're kind of told that this is the only way to live there's never an alternative of like oh you could go to university you could get a career or you could travel or you could live in a hut on your own and live off grid or like there's just never given you're never given these options it's just like what do you want to be when you're older what job do you want to do where do you want to live how many kids do you want what do you want your kids names to be what you want your husband or wife to be like and it's like you're never given an alternative and I think that's very much our culture so we're you know we're talking from us so I wonder what it's like for different parts of the world but I think no matter where you grow up you are told by society what your life should look like and it's probably different throughout the world but you're still kind of fed this narrative of whatever it is in that country if that makes sense yeah that's interesting I didn't actually think about that because yeah I was going to talk about it from obviously my perspective of a french european white uh, guy um, but i think even if the narrative is different based on the culture and the country um, the normal life is going to be different on, on different countries i think globally we still have this narrative that's being pushed mm. to young people yeah. um, and we don't talk enough about the alternatives the other ways to live a happy life so when i was younger uh i i was raised 
pretty normally, I would say. I know that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, but I was fed this narrative in terms of uh, go to school, uh, be good at school. Like my, especially my dad told me that quite a lot because he was working as like a carpenter, so quite physical work, and he was an immigrant as well, so he didn't have much uh, when he was younger. And basically, yeah, I was told. I, I remember that when I was, I don't know, maybe ten years old, twelve years old, like do well at school because if you do well you're gonna be an engineer that was like the the thing <laughs> in the in the 90s um you, you're gonna be you know working in an office on, on a computer and you're not gonna get physically tired like i do because uh, mm. he was coming back from work every day at 5 p.m and he was exhausted physically and he didn't want to do much you know after work and stuff like that and that was really the work hard at school have good grades get a good degree so you can work an easy good well-paid job in an office as an engineer mm. that was the the thing to achieve that, that that was the vision he had for me mm. as if you do that then you know you'll be on a right path successful yeah um and well, you see, well, that's what I believe because, you know, it was my daddy. So I was like, okay, he's right, he knows. <laughs> so I did okay at school and, and I went for an engineer stuff and um, and I enjoyed it. So that was okay. Like, luckily, I really enjoyed my education, stuff like that. I did something that, uh, that was fun and everything. So I don't regret at all going to college and stuff like that. That's absolutely fine with me. Well, you did robotics, so that's yeah. pretty fun. No, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, and I've learned a ton of really valuable skills that I think I'm still using now. Not the maybe technical one, but, you know, like the way of thinking and stuff like that. So yeah. that's, I'm happy about the education they gave me. Um, so when I, so when we met, you ca- you had a kind of first, like, different educations in the sense that uh you were told do what you want do what makes you happy take a gap year if you want to stuff like that yeah like my parents it was very much like do what makes you happy you know if you do something you enjoy you'll never work a day in your life is basically what I was told and you know you can make a career from anything you can do what you want the world is your oyster all these kind of you know live like dream big kind of stuff and I remember even when we got together Jeremy was in Lincoln and I was in Manchester. It's about a two and a half hour drive. Jeremy didn't have a car, also didn't want to drive in England. <laughs> Wrong side of the road. Wrong side of the road. Um, but I remember I would just drive to Lincoln and spend as much time as I could with him and then drive back for like a meeting at university just to show I was still going to university, even though I wasn't doing any of my work. I just wanted to be with Jeremy the whole time. I remember mum saying, well, just leave university. Just like, it's your final year. You don't really need it anyway. Just, you know, just quit the university and go and be with Jeremy. And I was, and then I remember you were like, no, Rosie, you've got to finish your degree. And like that kind of shows you how my parents were. It was like, my mum was very much follow your heart, do what you love, do what makes you happy. And then you were very much like, finish your degree. At least you've got <laughs> something to fall back on. Yeah. And I think that shows very clearly our differences. And yeah. like, I'm glad I finished my degree because then I went on to say, you know, okay, I've got a degree rather than I'm a dropout. Not that it matters. Actually, one job, I think you had to have a degree. One of the like, yeah. babysitting jobs I applied for once, whatever. But I mean, I've not done that degree as a career, but it just shows that like my parents were very much do what makes you happy, happiness over everything. We don't expect you to do anything or have a big, crazy career. Like it was never... Well, and also like you and your two brothers, for example, took a gap year yeah. during your studies to travel, Yeah. which is something like 
I mean, that would have never crossed my parents' <laughs> mind first because they don't travel anyway. But also, it's not a very French thing to do. You know, it's well, not I something th- normal. It's very English. It's a very English mm. thing to do. Like, everyone kind of... Well, not everyone. I mean, those who are lucky enough from the age of 18 to 19 take a gap year between college and university. Um, I wanted to do that, but I had no one to go travelling with. At 18, I didn't want to go on my own. So I ended up doing a gap year between second and third year, which is when I met Jeremy. So I kind of felt like I was making up for what I'd lost out on when I was 18 that I hadn't done. Um, so yeah, very different upbringings. And yeah. then when we met, I was like, <laughs> well, we, so we had one year of university left. So we both graduated, both got our degrees. And you were very much like, okay, well now we need to get a job, settle down, buy a car, start paying the retirement like <laughs> very very sensible and I was like let's just go off traveling for a year and you were like no Rose I need to I need to work like I've just done all the university work and it was so yeah different yeah. well it's yeah I mean first that was also the narrative I was told so I thought that was the right thing to do you mm. graduate and then you get a job uh, if you wait too long you know new people are going to be coming in the market so you might miss the board and the right opportunities and stuff like that well and also I know how much my parents uh, sacrificed to give me this education and uh, it was also like a payback you know like I want to do well also to make them proud. happy and proud and, and, and things like not to so that was also something in my head uh, but I mean main thing is just because that was a normal thing to do clearly that was I remember what you I was being like, we do. can't just go traveling. I was like, no. of course we can. Nonsense. Like, we don't have any money. What would we do? And I was like, oh, we'd figure it out. Yeah. We'll make it work. And you were just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, if anybody listened to me 10 years ago, yeah. how different well, our lives would be anyway. Yeah. With, with if we could yeah. do a lot of things. I know. <laughs> um, we're doing it now. That's exactly. All yeah. So, yeah, I was basically being fed this narrative and i know i was on the path of checking the boxes like we often say mm. uh, so we got the job we moved in together got another job moved somewhere whatever whatever after a few years we decided to buy a place because we've been renting for at this point about four years so we thought we might as well put the money into something that we own one year later we got married uh, so that was two boxes checked <laughs> Um, like you had a job not that you enjoyed it or anything like that but it no. was to pay the mortgage and because we needed the money and in 2016 we after our honeymoon we thought about having kids and we started trying and just listen to the other episode about that we still don't have kids and, but yeah we were on the path of having a really normal life in our yeah. between 25 and 30 years old that's where we started to eat, check the boxes about you know, the house, the car, the, the wedding and, and kids on the way and stuff like that. But what's interesting as well is that we were doing the same as all of our friends. Yeah. Like everyone around us was in a couple, engaged or getting married. Like I think, you know, two of my close friends in France got married like a couple of weeks between mm. me and then somebody else got married the year after. It was very much like... Your and then brother they, And then they started having kids. Both my brothers got married the same year as us everyone started having kids everyone was you know buying apartments and houses and starting investing and getting you know two cars rather than one car and it was just kind of like the normal thing buying a plot of land building your own house those were friends who were a little bit older than us but it was just like no one was doing anything different yeah so like had we done anything different it would have been like the freaks who were 
yeah. not doing normal life stuff. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I mean, the the environment you're in and your close circle really influences your choices, I think. A hundred percent. And so when you see people doing that, it's what you think about is, oh, I want a house as well, rather than an apartment, you know? Or oh, I want X amount of kids because, you know, they're doing it and stuff like that. So you're getting even deeper into this same narrative. Uh, and even without thinking about it consciously, you're not like, no, oh, yeah. they have three kids, therefore I want three kids. It's just like, oh, it's nice that they've got three kids. And, yeah. oh, that could be fun. That could be something that we do. And you never really stop to think, is this actually what I want? To? Like, you know, we bought an apartment because we had jobs and we had our friends there and our lives there, but it was never like, I mean... No, I bought an apartment because everyone was telling me renting is throwing money by the window. Like, because yeah. I've heard that for years and years and years. But also, I mean, I remember I was not happy in my job. Yeah. I was not happy... I mean, I was happy with you, but I wasn't particularly happy with my life, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's weird to say that, like, looking back, because at the time I didn't realise I wasn't happy. Now, looking back, I'm like, holy shit, I was so unhappy. Hmm. And it's, you don't ever stop to think, like, will buying this house actually make me happy? Is that actually what I, I want to do, me personally? Or is it just what is expected of me from my family and friends and society? And will I be seen as not good enough if I'm just renting forever or if I don't do these like it's, it's and it's not even like a conscious de decision or thinking it's just something that happens in your brain without realizing yeah and well, then suddenly you're married with three kids in the house in, you, in a job you hate that you're stuck in because you've got a mortgage and yeah because then also the more you pile up things yeah. <laughs> uh, in a very broad way the more stuck you feel because now you have responsibilities now you have a mortgage to pay and you have kids to feed and stuff like that and they're going to school so you it's it, every it's getting harder and harder to get out of this narrative the more things you amass and the more attached you get to the place you're in. Mm. Um, so in 2017, um, well, the first thing actually before that that actually got me thinking a little bit different was getting the, my job with eWorks. Yeah. That's the first time where I saw working could also be fun. It was not just a way of making money. It was also actually, it could be a very fun thing to go to the office and hang out with your mate and do something, build something together and, and have fun along the way. I mean, you did a lot of work, but you also had a lot of play. Like you would play football in the yeah. office, you'd have beers, <laughs> you'd like go to the bar, you'd play patank, you'd do all these fun things. And like, yes, you would, but there's also a really good oh, yeah, it was environment. Awesome. Yeah. And I met amazing people there. So, yeah. um, so there was a first glimpse in... Okay, actually, work can be fun. There's another way to work. It's not just a way to make money and 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 to be, you know, a sheep at the office or stuff like that. Having to wear a suit, having yeah. to look a certain uh, you, way. Like. You can be happy at your job. Mm -hmm. That was really, like, a really, really interesting to visualize that. And also to see that, you know, when I started the Julien work in the, like, 35, you know. He says the Julien, there was two of them. Yeah, <laughs> they were about <laughs> 35 years old. So that was also like, oh, you know, you can do something when you're young and build a company and, and stuff like that. That was my first glimpse into entrepreneurship and see what's possible and, and see like the startup world. Um, so that, that was like, I would say like a box open in my head <laughs> mm. for the first time about, about that. But really the big change came in 2017 when we had the abortion. Uh, that came also at the same time where we had the opportunity to, through this job, to go to Miami. Yeah. 
that was kind of same timing and yeah i mean the abortion obviously yeah, not without going into detail but the the effect he had on me was oh shit like stuff can happen in life yeah like really unexpected things can happen and you know like you're on on your road you're checking those boxes you're doing everything right you're doing your best as well you know you're not screwing up like you're really trying to make the right choices and everything and out of nowhere you're getting this massive crash Mm. that is nothing to do with you it's not because you screwed up because you did something wrong because you took a bad decision at some point it's just absolutely random you have a meteorite crashing into your car you know when you're on the way and oh shit Mm. um and that was really like a massive moment in terms of death also i I felt like oh death can happen anytime you don't know Mm. um and things can happen anytime and you can do the best that you can maybe life is not going to go as planned as as expected it also made us realize how precious life is like we had a baby and then i'm not gonna cry but it was taken away from us and it kind of makes you real okay i'm gonna cry (laughs) and it kind of makes you realize how precious life is and how like the fact that we're even alive is insane yeah the fact that we met each other is insane the fact that we're like happily married and like the world literally is your oyster you can do absolutely anything and i think when you realize like how precious life is and how easily it can change and how easily your life can get completely flipped upside down and you can lose the one thing you never wanted to lose in life it makes you realize how precious life is and how much you just need to do what makes you happy and like not take it for granted that was like a big lesson for both of us yeah so that was really a massive wake-up call and thankfully at the end of at, at the end of this really dark time and place Miami came to us and at the end of we 2017 yeah we, kind of, <laughs> yeah we ran we ran towards it um yeah that's a good point actually because we could have just stayed there and complain and, and live a miserable life we could have not gone to Miami and be like, no, we need to stay here and yeah. grieve and yeah. try again and, and go stay to the doctors and do all these things. And yeah. Yeah. So we decided to accelerate the move to Miami. And boy, like, I don't think we had any idea how impactful that would be, honestly. Literally, we've said it before, but I thought we'd go for a year, we'd have a bit of fun, um, figure out what Miami is about and then come back home try and have kids again go to the doctors get this thing sorted out buy a bigger apartment like we still had our apartment so it was like okay we'll sell that we'll get a bigger place and then we'll do this whole yeah we we're still planning to live a normal life just with a little break in the middle because we needed some fresh air in a sense yeah and in also it was just an opportunity i mean like had we been pregnant or not and had the baby died or not we'd have gone to miami either way i think and it was just like a a fun expect like a fun experiment and a fun thing to do for for a year or two yeah. but it was never meant to be three and a half years it was like we'll go for a year and we'll see i probably won't like it anyway whatever it'll just be an adventure and the three years and a half in miami completely shattered everything <laughs> that i knew <laughs> about life that i thought i knew about life um thanks to many things 
the environment, the people that we met. I mean, that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, but first, I would say, like, before going into the people, it's just the culture. Like, going there, I realized that, and again, I, I'm totally aware I was living in a bubble. That, that wasn't real life. It's not oh, rep no, yeah. a, a good representation of the United States of anything. I know it was a bubble, but I was at the right bubble at the right time. But also where we lived. So we lived in Surfside in Miami. So that's a bubble within a bubble mm. within Florida, which is another bubble within mm. the States, which is a whole different kettle of fish. So it was. But going to the States for a start make me, made me realize how the culture over there is different than in France, England, Europe. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of understood why we call Europe the old continent, because the way of thinking and again it's like a generality i know it's not everyone but that's the way the trend is going um i've never felt in france uh, very encouraged and pushed to take risks to do anything differently to follow my dreams or my passions it was more like do the rational thing that you should be doing to fit in and to be one of us, in a mm. sense. I've never felt very supported or, yeah, even encouraged by anyone to really go towards something different or to question things as well. And even to question anything in life. It's more like, this is life, this is the way it is. If you try to change things, we're going to go on strike, you know, mm. <laughs> and, yeah, and stuff like that. And going to Miami and and seeing people doing things differently, trying things, doing random, unexpected, unusual things, and not being, you know, destroyed by everyone, mainly being even encouraged, then, you know, everything is awesome, like in the Lego movie. Like, <laughs> um, that was really eye-opening for me. I was so, whoa, this is another way. And I can actually be supported for being different. I think the culture around success is really different as well. Oh, yeah. Like in England and France, I don't know about the rest of Europe, but definitely these two countries, if you, like, I don't know, I feel like it's probably changing now, but like if you're somebody who earns a lot of money and you have a flash car and you have a big house and you're doing well and you do all these things and go on holidays and things it's like oh look at this dickhead he's yeah. going on holiday he's got a look at this dickhead he's got a nice car and oh my god what a prat and all like you know it's always negative like oh my god this guy's such an arsehole because he's done really well for himself it's yeah. never like wow that's so cool he's got a car like this amazing lamborghini at 21 it's like oh my god i bet his parents are rich i bet like it's never seen as a good thing whereas i think the culture in america is very much like i want to be a millionaire i want to do this i want to do i want to get like big things and it's not even about big things and like it's not even about the money thing but i think the level looks the um idea of success is very different and it's and success in all different types of ways it's not always about the money as well it can be like you know successful in terms of having a healthy lifestyle or things like that and it's just it's just seen differently isn't it and I think that was a big thing as well is that like in England you can't be like oh well I'm very good at doing this it'd be like okay big ed you have to talk you know why are you being so cocky about it whereas in America you'd be confident about oh I'm very good at doing this and I want to make this amount of money and I want to do that like and it's just 
way more accepted and appreciated and celebrated whereas in England and France success is like a bad thing so it kind of keeps you at a certain level of like you don't want to go outside of that because then you're that bad person who's doing successful things so it's also that like being kept inside your kept in your lane kept in your box and yeah be one of them be the normal person who's doing the normal things and don't do anything too out there or crazy or good because it's it's just not seen the same way i think that was a big one yeah clearly yeah that's massive the i feel people get inspired by success in the u.s Mm. when in europe we get jealous about it yeah and and that's the whole thing about the american dream it's like i mean it's interesting because we i think a lot of people love the idea of the american dream you know like, oh you can go to this place and try anything that you want and maybe you're gonna be successful um but then when they see people doing that next door they're like look at this fucking brat like showing off like you said mm. being an arrogant thing so yeah the the way of thinking about that was like so nice to be surrounded by positivity and encouragement rather than negativity and you know as soon as someone wants to change anything is being shut on and 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 again people go on strike in friends and shit like that uh, when yeah change is good change makes you grow that's something that was amazing to see and then the next step was another thing as well was the entrepreneurship like most of our friends had their own businesses yeah i was gonna come to that yeah oh sorry and it's not because we purposely went to entrepreneur meetings and only made friends with entrepreneurs and like made a real effort to only speak to those people it was just the people that we met and the people around us pretty much i'm trying to think of anyone who worked a normal nine-to-five job i can't think of anyone yeah not many everybody had their own thing and even if they did do that they would have their own side hustle that they're trying to work on until that paid enough to quit their nine to five or you know whatever bartending job or whatever so I think that was the other thing was like seeing female entrepreneurs was huge for me Mm. because in France I said I wanted to be a photographer and everyone was like well yeah okay but you can't really make any money from that you know you're not really good not that people said that but it was always kind of implied wasn't it like yeah it's it's just people are going to find a million reason to tell you not do this yeah, but and even if they didn't actually say it, it was always implied as like, well, yeah, okay, but why? Or Yeah, get a job, come on. Yeah, stop being, stop being your... lazy, stop being a dreamer, whatever. Yeah. Whereas in Miami, like having strong women who had their own businesses in lots of different things as well. Like it wasn't just, I, I'm not even going to give examples, it doesn't matter what it was, but like it, lots of different areas, women had their own careers and their own jobs and their own businesses. And also men who are making a lot of money as well. Like we had friends, who, like I said, who want to be a millionaire by the age of 30. And I was just like, no one's ever said that to me before. And that, like, that sticks with me because it was such a big moment. I was like, a mouth <laughs> open, like, what? You just said, like, especially, we don't talk about money in Europe. Oh, yeah. You would never talk about, I want to make a million dollars. Like, you like you'd never talk about how much money you earn, no, how much money you've arrogant. made, how much money you're selling your services for. You just don't talk about money. Whereas in Europe, um, America... It's very much like, yo, I just made 200 grand this year. Wow, fucking shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Woohoo, let's celebrate. Whereas in Eng- like, you would never tell someone how much money you made. You would mm. never go out and celebrate it. You would hide it and be like, oh my God, I can't, I can't buy a new car because people then know that I've made money and I don't want them to know. Like, it was just such a completely different environment for the whole like money, business, entrepreneurship, helping each other, encouraging each other, trying out new things. It was just all completely different to what we're used to. Yeah. It's, it's what we're gonna say is 
first the whole environment was different and then the circle that we created around us was the the final push that we needed i think to really change our mind is you know you you, you can see a trend globally but then you actually meet the people that are very similar to you mm. in terms of age in terms of background you know they don't come from a rich family or anything they're just pretty no ordinary people like we were with a really similar background and they i feel it's just like maybe they're yeah they had this environment early on in their life so they weren't scared of trying things and going for whatever they wanted for so seeing people like us our age our very similar to us trying things being extremely supportive and some of them being successful some less whatever it doesn't matter but doing things that we were maybe thinking about doing but actually seeing them you know it's not just this guy you listen a podcast about but you've never met it's not this youtuber you only see on a screen but you've never met it's not this photographer with thirty thousand followers on instagram that you've never met him like people that really you hang out with they're those people so it's like if they can do it i can probably do it you know like you realize they're not that different compared to you mm. it's just they have the balls to try it yeah? and the support and, as well and the encouragement yeah and they have a, there's a system around encouraging them to try the things and to go for it and again it might not work but they are trying it at least which is the main the, the first step that a lot of people never dare doing mm. and i mean this is the reason this podcast exists is because i've seen a couple of our friends having a podcast you know like i mean if they can do it you know i can do it as well it must not be that hard they're just normal like me so i can try it so i made my research and i realized it was pretty easy and here we are 92 episodes later we're still here same with my youtube i mean i if you've been on my channel <laughs> tried youtube um i mean i've wanted to do it for about 10 years actually started about i think it's before the abortion or i think it was like 2016 uploaded a video even before that, 2014 no yeah i can't remember it was a while ago i uploaded a video it got 400 views overnight i freaked out deleted it didn't tell jeremy didn't tell anyone and just pretended it didn't happen and then after that, when we moved to Miami, I was like, okay, I'm going to start vlogging and doing this thing. I don't know anyone. I don't care if anyone sees me videoing. I don't really, it doesn't bother me. I'm just going to be brave and do it. Uploaded videos and we went home that summer and one of our friends basically laughed at me in this group of people saying, oh my God, your videos are so shit and no one's watching them and they're so boring. Why are you bothering? Basically in front of about 15 of my friends and I just about died. And then I stopped for about another year, year and a half maybe. Yeah. And it was only then when we started spending more and more time, because I think the first year in Miami, we were tourists, didn't really make friends, yeah. didn't really know people, didn't really make the effort, we didn't really know how long we were staying. Ended up staying longer, so we ended up making more friends, and then obviously it takes about a year, what well, took us about a year to actually build real friendships, I would say, rather than just acquaintances, the people that you see around. So it was only after spending time with these people who were like, hey, I want to do TikTok, and I have this many people on YouTube, and I want to do this, that, and like all these different things that people wanted to do. And I was like, well, this is something I've wanted to do for years. And then because I got laughed at once, I stopped. But why should it matter if this one person laughed at me? I should carry on. So then I restarted again, basically Janu end of January 2020. And it's been now almost two years. Mm. But again, like had we not made friends with these people, 
in Miami or anywhere, it doesn't really matter where the location was, meet, meeting people who encourage you and support you and want you to do what you want to do, whether it works or not, is crucial because had that not happened, I'd have been laughed at by this guy in France and then never done it again, even though it's something I've always wanted to do. So it's like the people that you surround yourself with is crucial it's so so important i've never really realized that before yeah. before miami it was just kind of like oh well it's people who live nearby or it's people from work or it's people who yeah i get on with and you know we're friendly with but we don't particularly have the same mindset mindset vision for life ideas ambition i don't know what it is it's maybe a combination of everything yeah a lot of time we are friends with people by default yeah because we meet them in school uh, and you know, you really you keep a couple from school, and and then it's work related. It's people that you work at the office or stuff like that. Yeah. Or because you're gonna go to like join, you know, a gym or club or stuff yeah. like that. And that's how you meet your people. Um. And yeah, like when you think about it, it's not because you've studied the same thing or because you work at the same company that you have the same, you know, vision about life or mm. the same things uh, at all. It doesn't mean anything. But it's just the easy way to meet people and to make friends. So usually we stick with it because as humans, we don't want to be alone. We like to have people around, so we don't really question it. But yeah, the, the surround yourself with positivity. I think the thing is as well that like in France, we're friends with people, like you said, the same age, the same background, all kind of the same, just doing the same things. Whereas in Miami, we cel- when we celebrated twenty fifth birthday hmm. with Abraham, who's now twenty six. But like, and we cel- like we had dinner with someone who was eighteen, nineteen. But then equally, we'd go out for dinner with people who were fifty and hang out with, you know, all different people from all different backgrounds, all different religions, races, sexualities, hmm. like everything. In England, in France, it was very much like white straight couples, in like the twenty five however old yes, you were at the time yeah plus minus one year compared to us whereas in miami it was like okay we're friends with a 25 year old gay guy and a 50 year old straight woman and like what like, like yeah. just all different like backgrounds races sexualities just jobs, jobs every like careers passions and i think that's where you start to find interesting friends and great friends is because they're all so different from different places and different stories and different lessons and different like you just learn so much from other people, especially when they're different from you. And I think that's the main thing as well. Yeah. And it it made me question things. And also it's because also like we moved to Miami when we were in a dark place. Like I started meditating at this time. I went to yoga. And so at the same time of meeting these new people, being in this very supportive environment, I was also encouraged by the meditation and the yoga and stuff like that to question things in life, to ask myself some questions about happiness, about being grat- grateful for things and stuff like that. So I every- had to deal with stress as well. Yeah, how to deal with stress, anxiety, uh, how to deal with... Uh, Arguments and... Judgments, opinions, how people see you. So everything came at the same time. Uh, I was starting to open up and question things more and also seeing those people doing other things was... make like I had even more questions. It's like... If they are doing it, you know, why can I do it? There is another way. Those people are happy doing something different. Wait, what? That doesn't fit into the narrative I've been told. This guy dropped out of college and now he's making way more money than my entire family. 
like how, that doesn't fit the script that I've been told you know like and so yeah that was a really like a lot of things at the same time a lot of thoughts to to process to be honest um but why how how amazing it was i'm so glad that we got this wake-up call because and again i don't even know what we're going to be doing you know like we talked about that yesterday like we are planning to travel for one year maybe we're going to be sick of traveling maybe we're going to want to settle down at some point it's not yeah. that's not the point but it's more about now we are questioning it now we are doing it because we want to it's a tr- it's a really it's a choice that we are making in full awareness and even in terms of like where we want to live so like well maybe talk about this I don't know your plan for the conversation but like at some point I would like to have a house or a base where I can keep my things and have somewhere to go and because at the moment if we come back to Europe we're staying with our families which we've done for six months this summer it's fine for a while but six months is a long time to spend with your parents or your in-laws either way for each of us so we'd like to have a home base somewhere and I feel like beforehand it was like okay so we're going to live in Paris because that's where Rosa can learn English and Jeremy can get a job easily and then Jeremy's job got he got a job in X so now we're gonna live in X and then he got a job in Marseille so we're actually gonna buy an apartment in Tretz because that's close to there but it's also close to X and close to our friends and, and we can afford it and we can afford it but it was never really like a decision of do we actually want to live there whereas yeah. now we're thinking okay well when we come back from traveling if we do want to buy a house if we can afford it if that's what we want to do if not that's fine but if we do where do we want to be yeah. do we want to be in Portugal if we want to be in Portugal, do we want to be in Lisbon in the centre or do we want to be an hour outside? Do we want to be right up in the hills or do we want to be in Spain or Croatia or France or England? Like, we're actually thinking and planning our lives on what we want, not based on a job, not based on friends, not based on family, not based on anything else apart from what we actually want as a couple. And yeah, I think that's, that's huge. huge as well because yeah. a lot of the time, like, you're based where your job is or where your family is or where your friends... And, like, obviously I miss my family and I would love to live close to them but they live in England in the north of England so it's cold and rainy a lot of the time and I'm scared of English people like I've realized that I have so much trauma from high school I'm scared of being in England I could never live there I would never be able to go out shopping on my own I'm just scared of English people so there's so many reasons why I wouldn't live in England but my family's there yes I want to see them but I wouldn't necessarily live in England to see them like I'd rather live somewhere with a direct flight and earn enough money to be able to fly over there as much as I want to but it's interesting to like now we're in the driver's seat like you said like we're not a passenger in the driver's seat we're thinking do we want to buy a house we don't have to but if we do which country and then which city and then what size house what you know all of these decisions are ours that we're actually making for ourselves rather than feeling like we have to buy a house because xyz and we have to live here because of xyz and it's so interesting to like when your life flips like this you can never go back to how we were before can we (laughs) it's interesting that once it's like you know people talk about being woke (laughs) and like yo i'm so woke i feel like i'm like halfway between normal life and being woke but it's almost like you can't go backwards you can't go back to that normal life once you've lived something different well no it's like once you see the possibilities why would you decide to go back to something with trapped a, yeah like you know when you see the the world is actually something full of unlimited opportunities why would you go back to something very limited in a tiny box it doesn't make any sense yeah um but yeah no it's, it's i mean i've got nothing to add honestly about what you said it's exactly everything that you said is true it's 
now every decision that we take or actually coming from within us is an aware choice an aware decision that we're taking it's not based on it's not a consequence of plenty of things happening in our life to us it's not because i've got a job and i can only afford that and i need to be close to this person okay i, I have to live here this in this area yeah no it's i want to live somewhere can i make it no well okay maybe let's find a way to make more money and we can make it in two years mm. like it's just a matter of when you know it's not a matter of like can i do it it's no i can do it how yeah how can we make it happen it's not gonna be easy we're gonna have to work hard we might not make it when we want it might be you know a bit later in future but we can make it happen it's up to us ultimately mm. to have the life that we want and when you realize that it's life-changing it's it like it's interesting we say that as well with my youtube because like i said i've wanted to do it for years and like i'm still not monetized i still have 965 or something subscribers you need, a, you need a thousand <laughs> yeah it'll happen soon but i mean for like i remember when i started i was like oh i'm gonna be monetized by the end of the year the end of the year came and i wasn't at all and i was like okay end of next year and it's now like i've got six weeks to get 40 subscribers it might happen it might not happen but it's like playing the long game of like it will like if i'm consistent if i do what i enjoy if i work hard it will happen eventually and i i kind of know deep within me that youtube will take off and i, I it's mad to say it out loud this is like i need to channel my inner miami, miami friends <laughs> is that like i will be making i can't say it like ten thousand a month like i want to do it and i, I think it will happen just from youtube from doing my videos and like content and traveling and things and it's so scary to say that but like it's something that if you work hard it'll take time but you'll get there and i'd rather do that than have 10 grand a month right now but doing a job in subway that i still have nightmares about <laughs> like i would rather do it my way on my terms doing something i love as i want when i want what i want entirely and it take a little bit longer, but at least it's something that I want to do and I'm enjoying it rather than... Yeah, I think you have fun along the way. Yeah. It's not about so just the destination. It's The destination can be amazing, but if the journey to go there can be fun as well, yeah. might, might as well do that. Um, so that was Miami, and, and as you can understand, as you can see, that was really life-changing. And then... The that's when i started to question about that was really a tricky one um i was in a city that i absolutely loved that we both loved it wasn't just me i had a job that i've really really enjoyed with people that i love with i was making honestly that really good money i had i had a lifestyle that was honestly unbeatable <laughs> um but after you know six seven years doing the same kind of work you, you get tired and and also because i was seeing other opportunities i wanted to chase them i wanted to go for them and and then you know there is so much you can do when you have a full-time job and everything and anyway i just felt that that was kind of the end of the road uh with this work it will it gave me way more than anything i expected mm. anyway um and and that's why that's when i started thinking about okay maybe we could try something else and i mean it was 
a hard decision to take leaving a city that you love with when you're making really good money and and you're having a lifestyle that's amazing like leaving everything behind to go traveling uh and especially when covid happened in the middle and you know we didn't change our mind we still went for it even if the world shut down um but i'm so glad we did you know now we are in peru we are at the beginning of our next adventure um but i'm happy that we decided to take this risk and and again it was a measured risk uh, like we didn't leave everything behind and say i right, fuck off we're going traveling and we'll see what happens it's, we took the decision pretty much one year in advance and for one year we saved as much money as possible so we would be okay to take a break for you know 18 months without worrying like we we have the savings so we can do it even if we don't make any money and stuff like that and it also wasn't a visa thing i think a lot of people like when we tell them that we left miami they're like oh did you run out of your visa could you not get a green card and it was like no we we chose like yes we absolutely loved miami but we still chose to leave and it's not about you know like when we left france we're in a very bad place so i think people understand like okay we left because you know had bad memories and blah blah, blah. we had the best time in miami we were so sad to leave but we just wanted something different. And like, it was interesting because you thought about leaving your job even before we went to Miami. You were like, okay, I think I'm done. But And I was like, let's just go to Miami for a year. You can work a job you're not loving. I mean, you enjoyed it, but you were just yeah. kind of tired of it. It was like, okay, well you can, you know, do it for a year for Miami. And then we bloody loved it. So it stayed three and a half. And it just got to the point where like, I could see you didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And you just weren't in it. So it's like, okay, well, if you leave your job, we leave Miami. And we knew we both knew that, but it was still a choice that we made. And again, it all goes good. It all goes back to like making your own decisions for yourself that are best for you, and, and not you know not having the visa decide when we're leaving, but having us decide when we're leaving. Yeah, and also in Miami, we did a lot of work and stuff like that, and and that was a choice. That was clear. I mean, talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and you know, getting out of the box and everything. It's again, like, we had an amazing situation over there, but we both decided to step out, to take this risk, to challenge ourselves, to get out and experience something that we are not very comfortable with, but we know that it's going to be worth it. Now, we know it's going to be hard. We know the... When we left Miami, we knew the next 18 months were going to be hard. We know that this trip we are starting now is going to be hard some days and everything. But I'm okay with it. I'm 100% okay with the fact that it's not going to be easy. But I know it's worth it because this is how you grow. Mm. This is how you get to the next step in your life is by challenging yourself. If you stay within your comfort and you and you never try anything new you don't challenge yourself you don't push yourself to the limit to see what you can do you're not gonna grow you're just gonna stay the same than you are and i don't want to stay the same i want to keep changing i want to keep evolving because i see that i'm improving with age okay <laughs> like i'm <laughs> a million percent if you guys met jeremy <laughs> 10 years ago he's not the same person no and, and this is because like we took risks at some point like we decided to do things differently and i see that there's value in that it's an, an extreme amount of value and and now that i know the world is full of possibilities after meeting people after talking to amazing people on this podcast 
and stuff like that, I know that I can be one of these person that I see right now having this amazing life. I can be one of them. They are not better than we are. They're just earlier in the process. Mm. That's it. So it's just about working hard to get there and, and you know, yeah, just doing everything that we can uh, and not letting other people and life and stuff like that stopping us from doing whatever we want. Mm. When we left Miami, we thought about spending summer in france and england and 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 go traveling in september we ended up staying two extra months because basically i had to deal with a massive family issue in in france um and that was another wake-up call for me you know just in case i was getting comfortable or whatever just just in case i needed another reminder basically something happened in in my family and i saw someone spending his entire life working extremely hard not doing something he was enjoying but working extremely hard to you know help his family being excited about retirement retiring and just after retiring discovering that actually everything that he thought he had in life was kind of taken away from him Um, money, trust and stuff like that and I felt like damn like you've worked your entire life for 40 years doing something that you didn't enjoy doing just because you were you had this retirement you know as your vision like um, when I'll be 60 I'll be able to chill and, and enjoy my life and stuff like that that was the you know the, the 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 broad vision thing. I'm gonna call vision it board, the yeah. vision board. And when you get there, you realize that actually, you no, know, everything you dreamed about, you're not gonna be able to have it. It's like ugh, I realized once again that life is unpredictable, unexpected. Things happen that you you you. you I didn't see it coming neither, you know, it's, and no one did. And that was another wake-up call. I was like, damn, right? you can plan whatever you want once again. Work extremely hard with the intention of doing something later in the future. And just when you get there, bam, get hit by a fucking truck in the face. And it's like, nope, screw you. Like. I'm taking everything and and again, like you, you, you're not going to be living life on your term. Well, things as well, a lot of people save for retirement or, you know, wait to do that big trip until retirement and then die at 40. I mean, yes, the shit that like your family's gone through, I don't really know what to, I don't want to speak too much because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but like there's other things that happen as well, but also you might not even live that long. Yeah, or you might not be healthy. Yeah, like there's just so many, like, you might die, you might lose your legs so you can't walk and hike and do all these things, you might lose the relationship that you're in, you might lose your partner so you can't travel with them, you might, like, lose all of your money, all your possessions, all of your friends, like, there's just so much that could happen and a lot of people just spend their life waiting to 
you know that that two weeks a year where you can travel and you can have time off or that two weeks a year or like that retirement I mean where you can go and do something fun well life's for living right now rather than when you're 60 when you're too old and you can't be fucked anyway because you you got a sore hip and oh you know whatever like oh you know you got grandkids to buy presents for and whatever it is like all these different things like no live your life now when you're young and active and have energy and money and you like no responsibilities and I don't know that's kind of yeah yeah no yeah and and seeing that like convinced me that we were doing the right thing Mm. is yeah you know what worst case scenario in December 2022 we traveled we tried to generate money ourselves and we failed we didn't generate enough money so yeah i'll have to get a job somewhere uh, maybe you would have to get a job somewhere Never thanks thanks to covid remote job is you know way easier than more way more accepted than it was two years ago so we probably be able to get a remote job somewhere and and make some money and we will still be able to work on the side on our project so hopefully one day they they work out um but what yeah that's the worst case scenario like we would have spent part of our saving because we're not stupid we have money dedicated to this journey we're not touching emptying all the bank account um so we still have some money left we still have our brains and a lot of experience to get a job if we have to and in the meantime we would have seen i don't know how many countries and experienced things that a ton of people would wish they could experience but they never did because they never dared to do it and it's like i'm glad we're doing it like i'm so so glad we're doing this now i'm not gonna wait 60 to enjoy my life i might die tomorrow i might die in one year i might die in two years i might as well enjoy it right now when i can when i want to when yeah then then just wait later stop pushing things in the future we saw it with covid so many people wanted to come see us in miami and never did because of damn covid like life is unexpected live it now honestly i love how you're talking about like worst case scenario but i'm also like that's not even an option for me like there there is not an option of you going back to a nine-to-five office job like i can't deal with you not at home all the time with me and also i'm never going to work for anyone again in my life like i'm gonna work for myself yeah no, no matter what it is i'm gonna either either do my youtube or my blogging or i'll create a brand or like i've got so many ideas one of them is gonna work at some point yeah no but so i mean like, even if it's if it doesn't work in time mm. there's still ways to make money you know like, you could you could get employed by an agency to edit photograph yeah. and get paid for it you know like there are different ways to get money than working in mcdonald's in subway or getting back to an office yeah. <clears throat> again it's that there's so many ways to make money uh, if we can't make enough ourselves we can get something else that we also enjoy it doesn't have to go back to subway yeah uh, we can find something in our realm um that, that's gonna help pay the bills and everything if mm-hmm. we have to so yeah um Something else also I've realized this summer when I was telling people, you know, about our plans. Mm. And okay, it's not everyone. You you always have some old angry people <laughs> that are gonna say, Why the fuck are you doing that? I'm not understanding it's fine again. It's just I'm okay. I, I don't need everyone to understand me. Um I don't really care about that anymore to be honest. But it's interesting also how many people that are sixty plus are like You're right, you know, like enjoy it while you can. Mm. Like, I wish I would have done that. Um, 
yeah, do it. I so many people say do it before you have kids as well. Yeah. It's always like, fuck you, you don't know what I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I like, know it's interesting. To, like you, you, you can feel the the little pinch in the heart. It's, you, you can see in the eyes. Some, a lot of people are like, I wish I could do it. Mm. I wish I could have done it. That's some older people. And you can also see like younger people like us saying like, I wish I could do it. It's like you can, you know, it's just a choice. You don't, you're not doing it because you don't want to. Mm. But like, everything that we are doing is a choice that like, we worked hard to save enough money to be able to do this journey. I also think we were very fortunate. Like, of the way that things panned out, we were very, very fortunate because had you not got that job at eWorks and then had they not offered you to go to Miami and for us to earn this money and then for me to do dog photography and, like, it's it's... Let me finish. I know it's like, had that not have happened, had you not got the job at eWorks to begin with, would probably still be in France, working a normal job, doing the normal things, not really earning enough money to do anything because wage in France and England is kind of, you have enough to pay rent and food and that's kind of it. You can't really save a whole lot of money. So had that all not happened, we probably wouldn't be where we're at today. I just think we're very, very fortunate that you got that job, that we went to Miami, that you negotiated a good salary, that I had the perseverance to make money with photography. And that's another thing. Like I could have gone and got a job in a hotel or a shop or whatever, or just sat and done nothing. Cause honestly your pay paid, your wage paid for everything. But it's, it's a mix of like having, you know, being very, very lucky in the situations that we either put ourselves in or the universe, whatever put us in, I don't know. Like we were very lucky with what happened. But then also we worked very hard to save money. And I was saying to my friend Karen, actually, that like when we were in Miami, we didn't go to nightclubs that cost $200 to get in. We didn't go on a big road trip around the States. We didn't go to all the, like, yes, we went on a couple of holidays, but we didn't like live this crazy lavish lifestyle. We weren't renting out yachts and going on jet skis and going to the clubs and buying super expensive designer things. Like we could afford to do all that, but instead we saved all our money. And I think it's a couple of things. It's kind of, like I said, the opportunities we, that were presented to us and the fact that we took them, but also the fact that we worked hard and saved hard. And it's, we're very fortunate. And I think you need to realize that as well. You know, not everyone can save the amount of money that we did to be able to go traveling because they work a job and, you know, yeah, know yeah. they can't afford to do all these things. No. So for a lot of people, it's not possible what we're doing. And I understand that as well. Yeah. Um, but I also think there's a lot of limitations, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of luck, but... I also knew that when I was 22 years old, when I decided to take this internship in Australia to learn English, that was an investment. Mm. Like I knew that learning English at 22 would help me later in the future. Um, you know, so it's a lot of plenty of decision that is pushing your luck in a sense also, you know? Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. So, yeah, like there's obviously luck in, in, in life, but you can, I think you can challenge your luck. You can you can make your you can make things happen in your life. Make your own luck. But yeah, by taking the right decisions and and learning things or setting yourself up, setting yourself yourself up for success. Mm. Uh, and yeah, maybe not. I, I know that I'm privileged. I'm a white man, so I'm very privileged. Straight white man. Yeah. So this straight white um, man. <laughs> I know. I'm like all of them. On, on on the top of the privileged pyramid thing. Uh, I'm, I'm fully aware of that but I'm also doing my best to you know 
I don't know, like, you know, staying on the top, but like, I'm doing my best to really take full advantage of those privileges I have. Mm. Like, I'm... Well, and also, we work hard. Like, yeah, you know, right. nothing was handed to us. We don't have rich parents who just give us no. loads of money to go travelling. So... Worked hard and... So, yeah, it's... And again, like, this is the life that we want to create, so we need money for it to travel and everything. But my, my, my point is not even just about money. My point is just live a life that you want to live live where you want to live because you want to not because you have to um like you 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 can make your own decisions by just questioning more things in life it's just so many people again like life is happening to us and you might not be able to achieve everything that you want but by questioning your life decisions and and really having a vision, I think you can improve your life. It might not be the dream one, but you can highly improve it because the world is a massive place. There are a lot of possibilities and you have to look further than just your neighborhood, your city, your country and your circle of friends. There's so many ways right now in 2021 to make money in the world outside of the classical ways that if you're willing to invest a few hours of your evenings and and weekends and stuff like that you will be able to drastically i think improve your life Mm. and then meditate read books do things that yeah just question your life like question all the decisions that you made like did i buy these things because I wanted to or because that was, you know, what society wanted me to do. Like, am I having kids because I want to? Am I marrying this person because I really want to? Or just because I everyone is asking me when I'm going to get married. So this this one is the worst one, not, you know, the best one I found. So I'm just going to marry him even if it's just okay, actually. Like, question things. Mm. Do it because you want it, not because you feel you have to. And life is way better this way, I feel. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, this is why we're going traveling. This is why we're in Peru right now. We have no idea on see what we're going to be doing in one year time at this moment. Now we have a plan for a few months. It's so funny when people ask like yeah. Okay, so where do you live? What do you do for life? Yeah. I don't live anywhere and I don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, the border <laughs> control of Peru. So what's your job? Um None. I don't mm. have any. Too complicated. <laughs> mm, entrepreneur who's making zero per month. Does that does that count as a as a job? I don't know. Like, okay, where's your home address? Yeah, again about that. We're yeah. gonna have to put my parents' place. <laughs> like it's like I the live world. In my backpack. The world isn't made for people like us as well. No. Like we don't oh, have an address. Like so, I, my English driving license. Even worse than I am. My English driving license ran out. In 2015, the year we got married, because I was like, we'll get married and then I'll change my name on my driving license and get a new one. That never happened. So my driving license is still out of date. And you have to, to get an English one, you have to live in England and have like six months or something, like living in England for six months before you can get it or something. And if you lie in the application form, you can go to jail for lying to the government or whatever. So I'm not going to obviously risk it. So I still don't have a driving license because I've never lived in England for six months at a time. But then equally, like I didn't do it in america because i'd have to drive an american car which is automatic and it's just like there's always little things that like if you don't conform to like having 
a house in a country and taxes and th- like yeah like we married and we can't live in the same country yeah like, let's explain we, we, that we, we, like we need to do like one year of paperwork and have interviews to see if we are still legit so basically to be able to stay together That's, the world is not ready for we got married in 2015 we left 2017 to Miami and then whilst we were over there Brexit happened which means that if you weren't living in France at the time but now you want to move there you can't because of Brexit so we're married I own half an apartment in France I pay taxes in France but I can't live in France because I wasn't living in France when Brexit happened so I can stay in France for three months every six months and Jeremy can live in England for six months at a time. So for three months of the year, we can't be together, basically. Yeah, we need to be in another country. Yeah. Uh, but we have to but go through so much paperwork like, to prove that we are actually a real couple. And, and that we, yeah, it's just... The world is not... The world is still 100 years old, I feel. <laughs> like, administration is 100 years old and it's not changing. Yeah. It's not adjusting to digital life, to nomadic life, to people getting married with people from other countries or who wants to leave like why do we need an address i don't want to leave anywhere what about that why do i need damn address (laughs) send me a damn email that's it my email is my mailbox i don't need a physical mailbox i don't need a damn post there's so much things are not ready yet in in this world and yeah when you travel you realize that it's insane like why do you have to stay a maximum of 90 days in the country like on a 91st day you you're gonna become a monster like what the hell is gonna happen like, it's, <laughs> it's just like so many things like that that i've done again before because you know oh we don't want foreigners to steal our jobs and stuff like that like, yeah. you can live in a country now and and what you, you can live in south america working for an american companies with clients in europe and asia like it doesn't mean anything where you work physically it's yeah. it's totally irrelevant in the world we live in but nothing is ready like nothing is ready yeah. for that so yeah it's a lot of paperwork to live this life <laughs> honestly it's a pain in the ass but i think it's worth it it's worth every stressful moment uh, because i know that the growth we're gonna experience is is gonna be a thousand times better than than anything so it's just I'm I'm just investing in myself. Like, that's something we've heard a lot in Miami is invest in yourself. And yeah, all this money that we saved, we are investing it in ourselves right now through traveling because you can learn a lot while traveling. Let's go back to what you said about we don't know what we're going to be doing in the year's time. <laughs> yeah, but it's like true. Um, like right now we have money to live until December 2022. Um, if we sell the apartment, we'll have more money. Yeah, but even without things it's just like we have one year to create whatever we want to generate enough income if by the end of 2022 we are making enough money ourselves then you know we will be able to maybe rent a place and stuff like that but again like the world like banks are not ready for that right in, i know in france if you want to borrow money to buy a place you need to justify that you know you're a good customer that you're not gonna you're gonna pay them back basically so being self-employed is not good for them they want you know you to work and get a consistent paycheck and everything so mm-hmm. we like we are not helping ourselves and stuff like that uh, but yeah the idea is just to 
build whatever we want to build to generate enough money so we don't have to get a job again so we can be location independent and be where we want when we want and our money won't be relying on our location it's just as soon as we can have a laptop and a camera and stuff like that um that's our dream really is to be location independent so if we want to live for six months in france and in england and in portugal and in spain and in south america in asia and three months in miami whatever we can yeah um so it's just up to us to work hard enough to make that happen but if we can do it then like for me this is bango like i won for me this is they will be winning it's like i i'm i'm making enough so i can and i'm not talking about an extravagant amount of money i want to have enough to rent a place wherever i want have food go out for a meal you know once every two weeks something like that, and get a new phone or laptop or some shit when i want to i'm not talking about making hundreds of thousands just want to make enough thousands that i can just live a live comfortably yeah comfortable life uh wherever i am Mm. that's yeah that would be amazing the other conversation we've been having is dogs oh do we need to speak about that on the podcast i think so (laughs) So we want dogs, but we obviously want to travel as well. So it's like, okay, well, do we get a dog? But then when we go traveling, we put them in a home for three months or I don't know. So like we, like, we have no idea, basically. No. We've got things paid for a year. We need to figure out how we can make some money because it's not if, it's how we can make enough money so that we can continue this lifestyle. Yeah, we know we can, it's just how. <laughs> yeah, it's not like an if we can, it's like, no, no we're going to do it. And are we going to be able to make enough by the end of... No, we are going to make enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not an if, again, no ifs, no buts. We're doing it. We're going to make enough money so that we can carry on doing what we want. And, yeah, living our life the way that we want to. And making, like, the funny thing as well, like, when you're in a, rela- when you're in a relationship, there's two people that have to make the same decision. <laughs> you have to come to things together. It's not just like, well, I want to do this, so we're doing it. Um, but obviously, it also means that you get different ideas and support and everything else, but... All that compromising, but so far we've been doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a bit of a... A ramble. Yeah, <laughs> rambling, but we hope that you got some value for this from this episode. Um, th- the whole idea was just to show you that there is another way. That's it, really. And life is unpredictable. Live it now. Don't wait 10 years. Enjoy things when you can, while you can, because you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow, you don't know what the world is going to be like tomorrow. And yeah, life is way less stressful overall when when you live every day as you want, the way you want, and you're happy. That's kind of it. You should be a motivational speaker. <laughs> Bloody love it really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode guys um if you did send us a message on instagram let us know something that you learn any kind of takeaways from today anything that you want to talk about we love chatting to you guys on instagram at just interesting people yeah and we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode we have lots of awesome conversations lined up so make sure you stay tuned for those and have a fabulous day bye